Welcome to this week's episode of Birthright Living Legacy Podcast, where we share the stories of fatherhood and their effects because there is no manual. We are here to learn from each other as we build our fatherhood playbook. Now, welcome your hosts, Marquis and Crystal Dennis. All right, welcome back to the Birthright Living Legacy podcast. And uh, as always, your humble and just esteemed guest <laughs> and honored host, uh, Marquise Dennis here with my beautiful, amazing accomplice, my wife, my partner in life, Miss Crystal Dennis. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Well, welcome back, everyone. We're super excited to have you and very excited for our, uh, our speaker today. We have Greg Ransom, who is a father of five and the creme de la creme of chefs. So we're excited to hear his yes. journey and testimony today. No, he's 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 got one leg. He's not chef of all. Oh, oh, he's, I've had the food. He's the, John, had... I think John says he's the rib guy. I would pay for his food. Don't listen to I don't care if he's making macaroni and cheese or broccoli. Like, I love he's not credible. He's not credible? Yeah. Oh, okay. You got the rest of it. Well, so glad to have you here, bro. Um, just really excited, man. Um, for those of you that don't know, this is a near and dear special person to my own heart. Um, yeah. So, you know, Ooh. this is going to be, this is epic for me. This, this is special. Yeah, this is life changing. This life changing <laughs> right here. So we'll go ahead and kick it right off, um, you know, for all the nostalgic purposes. Um, just taking you back uh, through the journey uh, first what it was like to be a son. So what was your favorite part about being your father's son? Um, as a kid, probably was not none. <laughs> really? To be honest, uh, my dad is like the dad of all dads. He's He was. He he's, is. he's very firm guy. He believed in woofings till I was like <laughs> 16. He said I didn't get many, but I remember him. <laughs> differently uh but hindsight very thankful really that he's the guy that god chose to be my father because of all the life lessons that he taught me wow yeah one of the hard ones though is when i had start having kids he don't remember he remembers it different but it was like tough love and he was like i was so excited I'm like that if this be if this be a father he was like you know messed up that baby life you know messed up your life you know messed up that girl's life and that wow. set a fire in me to be a good dad. Like, you're wrong. That's, wow. That's why I am who I am today. Wow. So you did it out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it had to be in me, but yeah, it was out of spite. Like, nah, you know. Wow. Tough love. So there was no hugging, no champagne no, bottles? No, nah, no. Wasn't no kumbayas. None of that. Just, Nothing. You on either, ruined on, everybody. On either, on either side, either. My mom was shortly after. She's like, you got to go. Wow. Yeah, 21. I was 20. Yeah, I was spread the news to my dad. My mom shortly after 21 was like, you got to get out of my house. Wow. Yeah. So that was my introduction to fatherhood. So what was that like? Like, walk us through that process. Ooh. Like, I mean, being that I, you know, I kind of got to see it. Uh, let's let's just start at, um, the, we'll, we'll unpack first you being a, uh, a son yeah. that way we can we can take the journey because we yeah. want to get to the fatherhood for sure so when you're in the moment of having a father 
Um, you know, with your dad being the dad of all dads. Yeah. And then, you know, you're not getting the opportunity to see it in hindsight. What was it like when you're living, like as you're going as a young, what's the, what's like some of the early memories of dad uh, that you had? Man, which is crazy. Like most of my traveling has been with my dad. Mm-hmm. So my dad has always been intentional in uh, giving us the things we needed first and foremost. And then when can the things uh, we wanted. Okay. But he was very uh, big on saving money, just understanding the journey that we was going to have to go through. Uh, as men, he kind of enforced that early. But all all my good memories, traveling, oh, yeah, traveling and stuff like that comes from dad. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, he wasn't mean, but he was just stern. He was a man's man. And then you have to take in consideration, my dad didn't have a father. Okay. So where did he learn it from? Ooh. I still don't know. I never met my dad's dad. So growing up, my great, my great, great grandfather, I thought was my grandpa. Oh, really? Yeah. That was my dad's grandfather. Wow. And I thought he was my grandpa growing up my whole life. So that was, that was interesting. But my dad's always been there. He's never left us. Uh, always in my life. He was my baseball coach growing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I I give him props just for who he was and always introducing us to different things when possible. Hard worker, I was able to see that uh growing up my whole life. Never I don't never recall my dad being without a job. I I remember just growing up, he was always telling me don't quit a job without having another job. Yeah. And he says so like I say, the life lessons with dad were always just that life lessons. You know, if he seen me go down the wrong path. Hey, he was that guy. Hey, yeah, <laughs> you know, he'll come back and reel me in. But yeah, always, always a great guy, though. Wow. So, um, man, I was going to ask you something. Um, oh, with having him as your coach, um, you know, that makes me think of, uh, you know, like preferential treatment and things like that. And seeing as how I got to watch that stuff from the <laughs> sidelines, you know, um, one of my questions I like to ask guys like you. Uh, one that had perspective, uh, and two that had a father. What were some of the common misconceptions that people that didn't have fathers would glorify um, that you didn't necessarily get to benefit from while you were going through? Uh, man, I I don't know. Cause I mean, like, well, give me some examples of what you say. So, like, you missed so, out. like, for instance, like, okay, your dad being a bas- the baseball coach, right? Yeah. In my mind, I was like, oh man, I wish my dad would be the coach and was there for me. Versus, you know, my sister uh, on my dad's side, my dad was the coach for her, and he, Stacy, you need to, <laughs> and she'd be like, man, I hate him being the coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, did you ever have those moments where, because I know you had, you know, youngsters following you around like myself <laughs> that were, you know, glorifying your dad because yeah. he was always there for us as well. But, you know, for you guys, it was like, you know, you never not had him. So was there anything that you thought, man, if they only knew, like, you know, he'd be whooping He'd be whooping us, or he's got all these rules, or something like that. Running drills on the weekend. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you got to run drills. No, I really didn't have them. I no. You're right. You're absolutely right. You want to have your dad do those things, because I didn't get the 
it wasn't tough treatment. He wasn't no harder on me than anybody else. And we always had another coach okay. that kind of navigate that. You know what I mean? But no, nah, that was cool. Like I say, it wasn't until older when you think you know everything. I was like, man, <laughs> daddy tripping. <laughs> you know, you kind of want to venture off. You coming into your own. But no, besides that, man, growing up, it was cool having him. Like I said, we traveled. I seen things. Then my dad, my mom was kind of like, go be free. Yeah. I, mean, I can't raise a man. Go be free. Nice. So on this side, I have freedom with my mom. My dad was like, nope, let me reel you back in. So I had the best of both worlds. Nice. Where were some of the places you guys traveled? Uh, I seen, oh man, Disney World at a very young age, Magic Mountain. Uh, I remember going to Las Vegas. We went uh, different resorts, Arrowhead, Tennessee, family reunions. Like he's just big on all that. California. Just as a young, that's what we did. You get on the road, drive. My wife claims to be from California. Right, yeah. Oh my! Come on, self-proclaimed, <laughs> born and through sixteen counts. Oh okay. Oh okay. You've been in Tulsa too long. It's... A year. I've been in Tulsa <laughs> not even a year. <laughs> when I raised Cali kid. Yeah. 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 That's that's all. Yes, your formative years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, y'all landlocked. Don't know nothing about no Cali. Oh, that's funny. So Cali. Okay, so we got through the journey. Dad is instilling and, you know, building and building principles, mm -hmm. um, you know, stacking things up. You know, it, it, I, I look at it kind of like, you know, he was building a storage shed that you didn't know that was going to be needed until the storm came. Right. And you're like, oh, crap. Yes. I see why all these yes. things happen. Yeah. So as we transition, uh, you know, Greg grew up um, with freedom and responsibility all at one time so you know naturally one would think that you probably spend more time with your mom then right absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes that was uh if you had the choice of course you would you think you think at that age that's what's best for you right you know you and i i emphasize think oh really day. yes man i <sighs> If I listen to my dad, well, I'd be a whole different person. <laughs> if I'd listen to him more often, I'd be. I got you. I'd be in a, a very different position in uh, in life in general, man. Because he he always was there to kind of like I say navigate you going down the wrong way. Hey, even if he heard things, my dad was like, "Hey, I heard you." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, heard I know. You selling drugs. Why? Yeah. Who told you that? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You know what's funny? I got that same call. <laughs> hey. I got that same call one day. Yeah. So I heard. I said, dang. Mom, who told you? Yeah, he connected. Didn't even know it. And 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 the craziest thing about that, bro, is like he didn't never be like, you know, that's bad or not. He just gave me a look of just sheer disappointment. Disappointment. Oh, I was so hurt. That hurt worse I was than the so word. hurt. That hurt. Man. That hurt the worst is the look like ah, I failed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I always want you to be proud of me. It's like, dang, I messed up. Did it cause you to stop? Uh, I'll take that as a no. We, ne <laughs> <laughs> we, ne we never confirmed that I did. <laughs> yeah. We never uh, confirmed or denied. Yeah, so I got, that from yeah. the record. Uh, <laughs> no, I kept dabbling. <laughs> 
Okay. For a while. I, yeah. I think the, oh man, the, the adrenaline rush of selling drugs is different. Yeah. It's, uh, the attention you get. Yeah. The freedom of, of spending money. Yeah. Go blow a thousand, get a thousand back is. Yeah. It's different. I do not encourage that. Do not encourage it. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, like Jay-Z said, uh, he said, you know, what the game does to the pulse is like 11 million volts. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, I can still treat my nose and it won't come close. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a feeling that, you know, it's over glorified, but really it's just anxiety and paranoia. All, all the time. All day. You know all what I mean? Time. Like. People try to make it seem like it just was that much fun, but it was really just because you're that uneasy. Yeah. Everyone around you is a question mark. Yep. Everything you do is a, is it, is it, is it? Yeah. So that's crazy. Every time you see the police, you duck and dodge and turn it. Yeah. So let's take a hindsight look. Like, say, if we could do an outer body experience and look at, you know, how they do on Scrooge, where you say, this is what your life would have been if, if you were to, you know, say, st- stay with your dad or listen to him more, mm-hmm. describe what you think that Greg would look like in the difference of today. Um, man, definitely in a suit. Uh, entrepreneur way before now. Um, probably only a couple kids. <laughs> <laughs> if any. Right. Uh, not in Oklahoma. Oh, really? Where yeah. were you I've probably been in Cali with okay. my uncle and my auntie in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd definitely be, I'd probably be a millionaire by now. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The the, the guidance that he gave me at a young age, um, if listened to, man, I the sky was the limit. And with my entrepreneur mind, there's no doubt I've been a millionaire by now. Wow. Yeah. You got any jewels for us that he would drop for you? Oh, man. Number one was leave them girls alone. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, just as a young man, if I'd have listened to that, that would have changed my life. That's crazy. You know, I just got done talking to a group of about 20 dudes. You know, they're all 25 and younger. Yeah. And I said the same thing. Leave the girls alone. They was like, well, I said, listen, if there's one thing I can tell you. Chicks will be there yep. on every level. Yep. You know, the homeless people is getting it. So yeah. It can't be that valuable. Yeah. Man. Calm down. You know. And it's not time. that women are not precious. Yeah. But it's just at that age, you have not, no idea of what you're doing. Your nose wide open. You don't think straight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and like the one thing I teach my kids now is that be a kid. You have the rest of your life to be an adult. Yeah. That's the one thing I always tell them. Be a kid. Don't ask me about adult things. Be a kid. Nice. All the time. Even <laughs> at 17, be a kid. Be a kid? Yeah, be a kid. When do you when sports. do you consider an adulthood? When do you when would you say, you know what, I'm comfortable with calling you an adult at this point? For 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 women, I would say like 23, 24. For guys, about 28. We we late. <laughs> we we're late. We're That's full on adult. Yeah. So they can live with you until? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
there are some lessons in life you have to you have to uh experience and you can't do it in my house oh okay yeah because you start to smell yourself and feel yourself and you got your own mind and at that point you have to go and just let me pick you up let me let me guide you <laughs> yeah you can't do it in my house today <laughs> <laughs> Summertime's maybe as long as you're off to college, I'm I'm cool, but not, not every day. So, what are you defining as adult then? If if it's not you know their maturity to go out and be in the world and develop themselves, are you talking about it as a relatable? I see you as an equal at this age. At that age, okay. Because I mean, the one thing I can't change is the choices you're going to make are going to be childish. But at the same time, you're coming into adulthood. Mm-hmm. So in adulthood, you're going to feel some type of way you're going to want to make your own choices you're not necessarily going to want to to abide by my rules in my house so now we have conflict mm-hmm. there's only one king of the castle and there's only one queen of the castle that's it mm-hmm. everything else is and you're not going to feel that way we know as young men at the age of 18 19 you your testosterone is up you know you start your little muscles start to come out <laughs> your hormones is raising the same thing with young women and really young women 17 16 if mm-hmm. you talk to any parent around that time is when you start having your issues out of young women so that's why i say that age is they're raging they're they're they don't have testosterone yeah they have estrogen, estrogen. so yeah their estrogen is, is kind of up in levels and you know think they know everything so you have to kind of allow them to navigate but don't let them get too far yeah you know be there to pull them in like it's kind of like my dad did me hey you tripping. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> Those are his favorite words. Yeah, Those are his famous words. Yeah. Boy, you tripping. You tripping. That's, <laughs> you tripping. That's when you know you messed up. Yeah. That's when you know you messed That's up. That's it. That's but, funny. But he got the biggest heart. He do. Yeah, he can be anything. Absolutely anything. Any and everything. You might have to hear a lecture. Huh? You might have to hear a lecture. Yeah, <laughs> it's something that comes along with it. Well, I mean, you know, you wouldn't be needing it if, if exactly. If so, you didn't, you so, know, so yeah, it's only I think, right. I think you use some teachable moments. It's only right. You know, if I can't get twenty dollars, I have to sit there and listen. <laughs> he knew what I was doing. Right. Like, was he? So did he give you like crazy? I walked through the snow in seventy degree weather. Oh, we heard the stories, but it wasn't as a lesson. He just told us about his childhood. Oh. Yeah, my mama did too. My mom talked about uh, segregation. Oh, so these are real stories? Yeah, remembering when segregation happened and all that. Wow. Yeah, remember those things. Yeah, remember dad was born in 57, 58. Wow. Yeah, so when you you think about at the age of 10 is when around the time Martin Luther King got assassinated. That's hard to wrap my mind around. It's crazy. Ain't it's it? been history my whole life. Yeah, and that's you know what it I mean? really ain't that far. Yeah, it's just real life for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Segregation and all that, all that happening, and I mean, I've never heard the whites only story, but you know, but but you know what's so even crazy? Listening to my parents, um, even in high school in Boynton, they was uh, they experienced more racism through black people. Mm. Really? Yeah, my my dad being real light skinned Dirty white boy, you know, black people used to my mom being dark skinned. He used to call her dark. He said she was too dark. Yeah. In Boynton? In Boynton. And they had segregated schools in Boynton, too. It's two different schools. So it's a white school and a black school in Boynton, little bitty Boynton. In Haskell? Yeah. Asking the stories, man. My dad, uh, his his baseball coach took me in, white man. 
taught him baseball, believed in him. Wow. So, I mean, so the stories you hear about racism, even in the early age, differs through through people, and I guess location. Oh, yeah. Location plays a huge yeah. part in it. But I, I always remember Haskell as being racist. <sighs> Drive through there, you get a ticket just for being black. Like, I remember those things. <laughs> You're going to speed limit. And, <laughs> Man. Haskell Merry Carita. Christmas. Yeah. So, as you transition from, you know, growing up with un. I, I call it like a, it's like a trust fund, if you will. Yeah. You got you got a dad wealth of trust fund that you can't take no withdrawals from yet. Yeah. So you make the call or or do you tell your parents in person? I tell them in the person. Kid? So when you get over there and pop just like, you ruined this girl. Blah, blah, blah. Man, immediately. Where, where is Greg right there when you hear those words? I mean, I was lost. I was crushed. Really? Yeah. I was crushed. Not my dad, because I disappointed him. Yeah. And it and it's and it goes against everything he had always told me. Those gems that he was giving me, like strap up and leave them girls alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It went against everything he always taught me. So here I am, 21, 20. Somebody's pregnant. I'm excited. He didn't see it that way. I think my mom Oh, you were excited? Oh yeah, I was extremely excited. Not at who it was with, it was just the fact that I had a child on the way. Really? Yeah. I kind of wanted it. I I knew I needed something to reel me in. Mm-hmm. I was I was wild. What was the reaction you were expecting from your father? I didn't know. I just know I had excitement. That. Yeah, and then it was like, wow, you know. I took out and I was like, man, I don't think I talked to daddy for a couple of days. I didn't bring it back up for years. He was like, I don't remember saying that. I was like, yeah, you said it. <laughs> Crush me. <laughs> no, I remember being crushed. Wow. I was hurt. You tell dad or mom first? I told dad first. So you were already kind of feeling some type of way. Yeah, I told my daddy. When first. you went to go tell your cat. And then now. Oh, I think mama said, don't go spreading bad news or something like that. Really? Yeah. When you told her you were pregnant? Yeah. Wow. Don't go spreading bad news. I want to say that was her reaction. It wasn't like jumping for joy. Neither one was extremely excited to be a grandparent. My mom, once my son was here, they was happy. But that initial conversation was not like yeah. a happy moment. So you're crushed, double crushed now. Yeah. Well, my mom, I expected it. My mom's always been blunt. <laughs> you know, yeah. It wasn't a shock to hear her yeah. say some of the stuff she'd say. So. So you get you, used to it. So you double crushed. Where where does that where does that leave you to turn now that you're, you know, out of the house? Out I wasn't out the house quite that. yet. I wasn't okay. out the house, and Daddy didn't kick me out the house. Okay. So I stayed with Mom at the time. Uh, was just going over to tell Dad. Uh, didn't get the reaction that I wanted, and then um, I went to tell Mom. Mom was kind of like nonchalant about the situation, and then stayed there for a few more months, and I was with Marcus. Man, my buddy Marcus and I think we came in from somewhere. She's get out. And I'm sick of this. Get out. And I was like, oh man, she tripping. So me and Marcus just left for a couple hours. And we come back. And say, you think I'm playing with you? You need to get out. Get out of my house. Yeah. And I was like, shocked. I told you I got a baby on the way. That's my thing. I was like, man, I got a baby on the way. My daddy tripping. My mama tripping. When hollering my boy Big Cisco and wasn't working at the time. He gave me a sack, and that's why I started selling dope. 
Yikes. No, first time I actually started selling. I sold weed before, but that's when I started selling crack. Oh, so you like you sold so? Yeah, I sold crack at that time. Wow. Yeah. At that point, I had nowhere to go. I felt like my whole world was crushed. I didn't have a place to stay, and I needed money. I got a baby on the way. Yeah. So it's just like this ain't it. So dope. That's mind blowing. Um, and Quavy's how old now? Quavy's nineteen. So that was over nineteen years ago. We passed the statue. <laughs> just in case for those of y'all that are listening, um, that missed the point there. So wow. So your immediate flight or fight response was, "Gotta sell dope." That wasn't it. It was I needed a place to stay. When I went to stay with my partner, that's what he was doing. Ah, you I know what I mean. So it's like no place to go. I mean, I could have went to dad's, but I was still in my feelings about dad. Yeah. So I went, I think he was staying with, no, nah, you weren't staying with dad at the time. He might have been close to around that time, though. And uh, so when I go to stay with Big Cisco, that's what he's doing. Yeah, 19 years ago, that would be when Michael was. Yeah. Yeah. Since so about that time. So that's when I saw dope. Wow. That's when the first time I, I experimented with it and everything. That's crazy. So y'all yeah. both hit pops with. We got a baby on the way. Same year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did actually. Yeah, uh, but mine, you know, mine was a little bit less e- able to swallow because for pops or for you, for everyone. I mean, because I try to explain how I got pregnant. Yeah, and nobody believed it. You know what I mean? Um, for him, you know, he was, you know, he was doing him. For me, I was trying to live on the straight and narrow, right? And I got, I got robbed on my situation and so i was trying to raise a child um through a situation that i absolutely hated i mean i didn't ever have any resentment towards micah but the way that his mom got pregnant and the fact that i had to carry that on my own i it was hard for me because i kept trying to you know, I would see my friends that were able to be with their baby's mom, and but I hated that woman. Like when I was just like, when I seen her, like yeah. And, and to be honest, still to this day, it's hard. It's hard to swallow because it's like you robbed me. You right, know what I mean? Right. So it, it's not that I could have said, "Hey, let me take responsibility for this," or I did this, and you know, and then somebody could have said, "What well, was me?" I mean, two and three, yes, but on the first one, it was hard. So my first child was, was, yeah, that was a doozy. That was a doozy. So were you living with Pops at that point? No. So I moved in with him after Michael was born. So Michael was about a, about a year old because he was still walking. He was walking and stuff. He wasn't talking very much, but yeah. 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 Man. And G out there getting it. Man, still, <laughs> still not listening. Still not listening. Nope. So you no. moving up, you moving up the chain on that side. So you got number one. So what happens with that relationship? And in same is number two with the same. No, woman? number two okay. is with a different woman. Different woman. Yeah. Now that was a weird situation because with number one, we never was in a relationship when that happened. We right. were just clubbing. I knew her from school, you know, and so it was just kind of something that happened, being reckless. And uh, like three weeks later, she was like, I'm pregnant. I was like, wow. 
and you try to make it work. You know what I mean? I've seen my dad, my mom do it. So you try to make it work, but there was no relationship there. There was no connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even though you try, it's a lot of things and misconceptions within that, that relationship that kept continued to push me away. And then, um, so we out, I'm still hard headed. I'm still young and dumb, uh, still in the streets. And then, um, I get another girl. I'm, my second child is conceived, but I didn't know about my second child until I found out about my third child. What? Yeah. So the funny story about that one is, and you can ask my boy Marcus. So it was August. Was I want to say August? I get a call, and um, she was like, "I'm pregnant," and I was like, "Congratulations!" You know, and like. She's like, what you mean? Congratulations. You got added to It's by you. I'm like, I ain't talked to you in about four or five months. What you, mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm blowing that off. And immediately we're having a, a little bit of conversation. And, you know, of course, at this time it's getting heat. I'm like, man, whatever. I ain't talked to you. I ain't seen you. I ain't heard from you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm brushing that off. And then 20 minutes later, I get another call from the other chick. I was like, I'm pregnant. The conversation said, are you sitting down? I'm like, wow, what's up? She's like, I'm pregnant. Huh? What? Oh, y'all playing. So I immediately start cussing. Like, y'all playing. Y'all got me messed up. Da, 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 da. I said, y'all don't found out about each other. That's was my mentality. So I called my boy Marcus. Like, man, they don't found out about each other. They playing on my phone. <laughs> it's the same day, bro. So I was like, man. But with the um, no child number three is the same lady I had child number one with. Oh, okay. So I was able to see that progress. Like, oh, she is pregnant. The other one was that I, oh, I want to test. I ain't hear nothing. And then January, January 24th, I get the call. I had your daughter. A little bit of excitement came over me because there's always a possibility. Y'all never denied that week, but the timing was wrong. So um January 24th, I get the call. We go up to the hospital. I take, I take SA, my boy Sean, I take, I want to say, was it Chris? It was two of us that went. Cause I already knew there was tension, and you know what I mean. So I was like, "Okay, yeah. we go up here." And she's like, "Oh, I'm looking." Birthright Living Legacy needs your help as we are on a mission to help fathers who are needing to overcome obstacles to see their children. We are preparing to provide curriculum, counseling, and family law assistance for any of our fathers. We will also have many fun events to participate in with their children as we build a fatherhood community. Partner with us on Facebook or Instagram and go to our website at brlivinglegacy.com and go to our donation tab on the bottom of the page to make a contribution. For any questions, contact us on any of our platforms as we would love to help. Birthright Living Legacy, changing lives one father at a time.